Chapter Eight of Mystery of the Secret Band by Edith Lavelle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Knocked out. Max, who was standing on the ground nearby, heard the heavy thud of the stone as it hit the floor of the car. Turning about sharply, he saw Mary Louise slumped in her seat, unconscious from the blow. He flung open the door and jumped in beside her. Mary Lou, Mary Lou, are you alive? he cried desperately. The girl did not answer. Help, help, he shrieked at the top of his lungs. A mocking laugh sounded from the tree above. Max looked up, but in the darkness he could see no one. How he wished he had his flashlight, but it was behind in the rumble seat, and he daren't waste a minute. He must get Mary Lou to a doctor with all possible speed. Starting his engine immediately, for there was no reply to his call for help, he circled around the tree and crept cautiously down the slippery hill, praying as he had never prayed before. Oh, suppose Mary Lou were dead. With as much speed as he dared put on, he drove back to the center square hotel. As he came to a stop, he felt a little movement beside him, and Mary Louise raised her head and opened her eyes. Where are we, Max? she asked. What happened? Oh, my darling, he cried flinging his arm around her shoulders. You are alive! The girl managed a feeble laugh. Of course I am. My head hurts dreadfully, though. What happened? You were hit by a stone. See it there, on the floor? From that tree we were parked under, it knocked you out. Now can you manage to walk up to the hotel, or shall I carry you? I can walk, she replied, taking his arm. In the light of the hotel doorway, Max saw the blood running down her neck he wiped it with his handkerchief can we have a doctor immediately he asked the hotel clerk the moment they were inside the door yes there's one in the dining room now eating his dinner i'll call him an accident max explained the strange happening at the empty house but the clerk said he did not know anything about the place he had not heard of any gangsters in these parts the doctor came immediately and dressed mary louise's head the cut was not serious, he assured her. It was not in a vital place. When it was washed and bandaged, she was able to eat her dinner with enjoyment. Maybe that first person I saw was Margaret Detweiler, she said. I wish I could stay here all night and go investigate tomorrow, but Mother wouldn't approve of it. I should say not, thundered Max. I am taking you back to Mrs. Hillard tonight, and I think you had better go home to Riverside tomorrow. Indeed, I won't, Max, and that reminds me. I have to be at the hotel tonight at eleven o'clock. I want to spy on an elopement. Elopement? What next? Well, one of the guests, a Miss Stoddard, who happens to be a niece of the founder of Stoddard House, thinks another guest is eloping tonight. She thinks this couple are responsible for all the robberies at the hotel. You know it was a man who entered my room and stole my watch, so I hoped maybe I could identify this fellow as the burglar. If I could, the mystery would be solved. And you could go home? Yes, unless I could find out something more about Margaret Detweiler. But I wouldn't stay here just on purpose for that. I'd go home and see what I could do from there, with Dad's help. What time is it now, I wonder? asked Max. We must get back without fail. I don't know, replied Mary Louise regretfully. I haven't any watch. I'm going to buy you one for Christmas if i get a check from dad announced max of course it will be late but i'll give you your other present first so you wouldn't mind that would you mary lou you'll do nothing of the sort 
protested the girl i couldn't accept it if you get a check from your father to buy something for yourself i'll get an ingersoll tomorrow when i'm in town now what time is it it's half past eight if you feel able i think we'd better go along because i don't dare drive too fast on these slippery roads at night i'm all right i only have a headache now so let's get going max paid the bill and they were off now what will your plans be for tomorrow he inquired as they rode along i'd like to come out here and visit that empty house with a policeman she replied if it's possible i will but of course i have to see what turns up at the hotel that is my real job i'm being paid for it and my father and mrs hillard are counting on me to do my best i wouldn't care if you never saw center square again muttered max resentfully still it would be great to catch the guy who threw that rock at you and find out whether the girl really was margaret detweiler yes and i'd like to see that ugly woman again i've seen her face before somewhere but i can't place her you don't forget a face like that there's something crooked about their hiding in that house remarked max yes of course well to continue with my plans i'll see what develops to-night if there really is an elopement i'll try to identify that man if he isn't anything like my burglar i'll believe that miss stoddard is guilty herself and that she just made the whole story up to throw suspicion away from herself max regarded her admiringly you are a pretty clever girl mary lou he said i do think you'll make a swell detective thanks max but i'm afraid there's nothing clever about that it's just using common sense well the good detectives say that's the most important thing not to let anything escape their notice and to use common sense all the time they talked of other things for a while of school and dances and basketball finally they reached stoddard house a little after ten o'clock oh i do hope we're in time exclaimed mary louise they found the hotel almost deserted mrs hillard was sitting in a chair knitting nobody else was around did you have a good time dear she asked after max had been introduced to her an exciting time replied the young man mary lou was hit on the head with a stone and knocked out but detectives have to expect that sort of thing i suppose Shh, warned the girl nobody except mrs hillard is supposed to know i'm acting as detective i didn't know that apologized max in the tone of joe penner mrs hillard looked troubled tell me what happened she urged briefly mary louise related the story and the good woman was relieved to hear that the blow was not serious she was thankful too that the job at stoddard house had not been responsible for it are the weinbergers still here was mary louise's next question mrs weinberger is but her daughter went out early this afternoon and i don't think she came back her mother was in a great stew at supper time you should think from the way she carries on that her daughter was a girl in her teens instead of a woman of twenty-eight or so a look of disappointment crossed mary louise's face i must see miss stoddard she announced max you wait here with mrs hillard till i come back because i may need you i shan't be gone long she ran off and took the elevator to the third floor and knocked at miss stoddard's door who is it came the query mary louise gay may i come in miss stoddard the woman turned the key in the lock and opened the door 
she was dressed in a kimono and slippers you're too late miss gay she said miss weinberger has already eloped i'm sure of it i saw her get into a taxi this afternoon and one of the maids came out and brought her her suitcase she probably had hidden it somewhere from her mother she's probably married by now and run off with all the money and jewelry from stoddard house oh <gasps> gasped mary louise in dismay why wasn't i here did you see the man miss stoddard no unless he was the taxi driver but i didn't even get a good look at him probably she was to join him somewhere he wouldn't risk coming near the house in broad daylight if he was the burglar who entered my room no that's true if hortense weinberger already is married said mary louise don't you suppose her mother will hear about it to-morrow and if i keep in touch with her mother i ought to see the man when he comes back from the honeymoon mrs weinberger was planning to leave stoddard house to-morrow returned miss stoddard yes i know but this may alter her plans and besides she will surely give her forwarding address to mrs hillard she has no reason to hide she doesn't have any idea that her daughter or her husband is suspected of stealing i hope you're right miss gay now tell me what happened to your head i was riding in an open car and a stone fell out of a tree and hit me she answered simply the older woman pulled down the corners of her mouth and looked doubtful of course she's thinking i'm just a wild young girl mary louise concluded but it really didn't matter in the least to her what miss stoddard chose to believe about her well i must go to bed miss stoddard she said aloud so good night good night returned the other carefully locking the door after mary louise went out a moment later the girl joined mrs hillard and max on the first floor miss stoddard thinks miss weinberger eloped this afternoon she announced mrs hillard laughed incredulously old maids love to imagine romances she said well we'll see now don't you think you had better go to bed she asked mary louise in a motherly way yes i do agreed the girl max if you're still here i'd be glad to have you come to lunch with me tomorrow we're allowed to have men to meals aren't we mrs hillard certainly dear nix on that protested the young men immediately can you imagine me one lone fellow in that dining-room full of dames looking me over and snickering at the way i wear my hair or tie my shoes nothing doing i'll call for you at one mary lou and we'll go out somewhere to lunch okay agreed the girl smiling see you then end of chapter eight